What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Candid, a podcast by Swatch and AMDA. I'm your host, Grace Brown, and as always, I'm so happy you're here. First off, I just want to say congratulations if you're done with school and done with finals. We did it. I'm so happy. I know I have listeners that are also in high school or go to different colleges, and if you're not done yet, you're getting close because Christmas is coming soon, and basically, we should all just give ourselves a pat on the back because this semester is finally almost over. On this week's episode, I'm actually not going to be covering a trend of the week or a designer of the week, and I have a very good reason for that. If you follow along on my TikTok or are just on the TikTok app in general, I think we've all kind of seen enough coverage about this Chanel advent calendar. So basically, I posted a video last week where I was just right before bed, I just posted this video saying like, please tell me someone else has seen this girl unboxing her Chanel advent calendar because it is so tragic and I just need to talk about it with somebody. I really thought only my followers would be seeing it because it just wasn't a video that I would think would go viral or big or whatever. And then I posted it, went to bed. Next morning I woke up and my notification center for TikTok is like 99 plus, which means something probably blew up the night before. And the comments were insane. Like so many people were enraged and like, joking about it and there were people who were also you know being like well she's done for buying it because you can see everything that you're getting but basically my video ended up getting over like 300,000 views and the comments are hilarious so if you're unfamiliar with this video I'm just gonna give you a little brief history I guess it's videos because it's kind of like a series but a girl on TikTok her name is Elise Harmon bought the 2021 Chanel advent calendar and it retails for $825 but it is very much sold out so the resale is about $2,500 right now which blows my mind I would not buy that anyway this girl Elise goes on to unbox her things the first video so basically the first thing that she opens is a dust bag and it literally has nothing in it. I'm gonna also add that the advent calendar starts on day five, which a lot of people were bothered by because people would think that it's five days shorter, but it goes to December 31st. Just wanna clear the air on that one. But anyway, she opens a dust bag and the dust bag literally has nothing in it. Like you can just buy those off eBay um, for like $20. Anyway, so she goes up to open um, a mini hand cream, stickers, um, body cream, but only a sample size, lipstick sample size, a money clip, just so many different things. None of it has like a cohesive theme, but this was the real kicker and this is what really ticked a lot of people off. She opened one day, I think it was number 18, So like her second or third video, she opens up Chanel fake tattoos. Now, you don't have to be a genius to understand this um, or have studied this, but basically Chanel's target market is not putting fake tattoos on. 
So basically she keeps opening it up and it just gets worse and worse and there's bracelets that just look so cheap and I'm not talking about like hard jewelry um, or anything nice. It's literally a string with the Coco Chanel double C typical logo um, on like a wax pendant and basically the rest is like stickers. She gets one mini sized perfume in a glass bottle um which the retail value is probably like 150 at most basically this box was just a total fail so chanel went on to delete their tiktok or put it on private no one really knows and the instagram comments have been absolutely insane people have been discussing and making different reaction videos on what they would do if they were on coco chanel's team one of my favorite videos is probably Girl Boss Town. I love everything she does. But basically, she was like, here's what I would do if I was on Coco Chanel's team to help them recover from this. Go watch the video to kind of get like a whole story of what she would do. But she talks about how she would do a giveaway kind of where there's like a scavenger hunt in New York City and you find different items and they like post it on their social media. And while I think this is such a great idea, mainly what I want to talk about is how Chanel really does not care about their audience. They would never give away anything for free. And it's because it's always been like that. That's why it is Chanel. And I think that this whole advent calendar is really going to have a huge impact on them because our generation is tired of stuff like this. I think that we all really enjoy supporting small businesses. And while, yes, a Chanel bag is something a lot of us strive to have enough money to make and buy one for ourselves um I don't think it's gonna happen for a lot of people in our generation not on a money standpoint but just like they rather spend their money elsewhere on another designer bag because of events like this I think that Chanel can definitely do a lot to help fix this and I think their next best step would be caring more about their audience because they really only care about their consumers and really the consumers who are buying from them monthly, you know, by bi-monthly, I guess you could say, too. Um, if they focus more on their audience, they definitely could gain the approval back. But right now, I think that not only has this advent calendar aired a lot of Chanel's dirty laundry, but people are just getting more educated on the actual start of Chanel and who Coco Chanel was as a person, which is turning a lot of people away. Um, personally, I have just chosen to disconnect Coco Chanel from the actual brand of Chanel. Um, I made a video on this. You can go look on my TikTok about why I've decided to do that. Back to the advent calendar though, my main point of this video is my comment section from the TikTok. 50% of the people were saying, this is ridiculous. I'm so mad at Chanel, you know, they're scamming their customers, whatever. And then the other half was like, this is kind of this girl's fault. She should have looked online what she was buying before she bought this thing. And I'm kind of curious to see what everybody's take on this is, you know. I can see it from both point of views and I'll kind of explain myself. So I think it's so wrong that Chanel did this. I think everything is just so cheaply made. What adult wants face tattoos like temporary tattoos who wants that let's all be honest with each other 
who also wants Chanel stickers. I don't because I could go on Redbubble right now and find the exact same one for such a fraction of the cost. Um, it makes me angry, honestly. I just feel like they grab stuff around their warehouse and threw it into a calendar. None of it is cohesive with each other. Like, I also think it's unfair, and I kind of do get the whole thing, like, oh, she saw what she bought, but with my next sentence, I'm not trying to take a stab at particular people, but what if her, like, husband bought this for her? You know, he could have thought, this is such a special thing, blah, 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 looked at it, thought, oh, well, it's Chanel, it's worth it, and not really known, like, how big of a scam it was, and that's why I kind of am, like, more on the fence towards the it's not the girl's fault versus, like, the it's the girl's fault, she should have looked at it, which I agree. All of the pictures are online, but, like, it did sell out also, so, like, what if she just put it in her cart and bought it immediately because it's, like, a fun thing to do. She trusts Chanel to, you know, not scam her. But I did get a lot of questions saying, well, what would you put in the box? And this is what I would put in the box. For $825, there should at least be four full bottle perfumes. Okay? Like, that equals $800. Also, the point of an advent calendar is to kind of get a deal. Like, you buy these kits around Christmas time or advent calendars around Christmas time, clearly. And the value usually is like $155, but you're paying $100 for it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's usually how it goes. So perfume is always a good idea. I would probably do like one full bottle of perfume, makeup, a lot of makeup. You could do mascara one day. Their mascara is like $30. Their lipsticks are $30. I mean... You could do a pack of lipsticks for one day, a pack of lip gloss for one day. There's so many things you could do. And I think that's why it makes me so mad that they just went completely against what their target market, quote unquote, should be. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. You can look all of it up on TikTok, on my TikTok. It's Grace Initial C Brownie, Grace C Brownie. And... DM me. I want to hear your opinion. I want to hear if you think it was totally the girl's fault or not, or if you think this was worth it. I want to hear your take. What would you put in this? Make sure you DM me. Now moving on to our main segment. Today I'm going to be answering a question that I have gotten so many like different people commenting on my TikTok, DMing me on Instagram, and I've had a lot of people ask me about it, so I'm really excited to cover it, but basically it's about content creation and what goes on behind the scenes, and if you wanted to get into it, how you could start it. So let's jump right in. So just kind of to start it off, um, I'll kind of tell y'all how I got into the whole content creation thing and why I stuck with it, but basically during quarantine... I think we all were pretty bored and kind of ready to get out of the house or do something entertaining. And so I just started recording day in my life videos, but I wasn't doing voiceovers. They were just like regular videos and they weren't getting a lot of traction or attention because I think a lot of people were doing it. Honestly, like it was kind of embarrassing. I didn't think it was embarrassing, but like I had people from my hometown like making little smirks and comments at me. And I was like, whatever, I I don't know. I was like, that's embarrassing. But obviously it worked out for the better. 
anyway, so I kept doing it, and then we got into the school year, and I stopped for a while, but then I was like, you know what, if it's going to get me to get out of bed every day and entertain me, especially when, like, we're not going to classes in person or any of that type of stuff, I was like, I'm just going to keep up with it, so I kept doing the day in my lives, and um, I would always forget to record, which is kind of funny, and, like, um, because I was editing the videos on the app at that time. So then I just started editing the videos on my computer. And then I figured out how to edit them in TikTok. And I really got into it. I really liked how it all worked. And I felt like I knew a lot about how to edit the videos um, and how to work the algorithm on TikTok. And my first video that really did well was like 60,000 views. It was a video of my day in the life going to class and I think Auburn University commented on it, which kind of sparked a lot of people's attention, blah, blah, blah. And it just kind of took off from there. But it wasn't until this summer that I kind of like really started posting consistently and gaining followers. Um, I got approved for Like to Know It, which was a huge thing for me. If you're unfamiliar with Like to Know It, basically it's just like an app where you post clothes and your followers can shop them and you make commission. And yeah, it just took off, especially when I did um, this series called Self-Care Summer when I was in the Hamptons and everybody loved it. So I just kind of kept running with it. And when I got to back to school, I knew it would be an adjustment because my followers would kind of change or add on because a lot of people followed me for my Hamptons content and so I kind of had to adjust to that and figure out what my followers wanted and honestly I'm still kind of trying to figure that out exactly what everybody likes from me um but basically once I figured that out or like am still figuring that out uh I I just have been having so much fun with it and it's been fun to collaborate with different brands but that's kind of like the first topic I want to talk about because I don't think a lot of people realize all that goes into it Basically, um, my first collaboration was with a company called Good Molecules, and it's skincare. I love all of their skincare stuff, so I was really happy when they reached out. And, you know, that's when I was doing videos for in exchange for product, which I still sometimes do. It kind of depends on the company, if I, like, know the people, whatever. Um, but then I got my f- big first collaboration this past semester I obviously had collaborations all summer or whatever, but it was like product in exchange for post, which is a a huge thing for micro influencers. Um, But my big first thing was with Carmex and I had just signed with this company that sources different influencers for big brands. So I had the opportunity to work with Carmex and Quark's the Cool and one other that I can't mention right now um through this company and I still work with them and I love it and it's great and I actually have a really exciting two exciting collaborations coming up with big brands that I never thought I would be able to work with but um basically like you have these deliverables that you have to have in the post and then if you do this and send them your analytics and the analytics look good and they like your video they approve it and you get paid and it's it's very nice um Especially because I'm not someone who's out here with 400,000 followers. I can't imagine the checks that they are receiving and the income that they're receiving. Um, because, I mean, it's it's very nice. 
So I get my sponsors or I guess my content creation through this agency I signed with. But the great thing is, is that I don't have one obligation to them. So I don't just have to work with the brands that they're giving me. I also can work with whatever brands I want to. So I will have brands reach out to me all the time. I mean, obviously not like 24-7, but, you know, I had Mignon Gavigan reach out. I don't, I think I'm saying that right. I hope I'm saying that right. Basically, um, they exchange product for a post. Very great team, very nice. And if you're unfamiliar, it's adorable earrings. They're so great. I love everything that they have. But basically, it's just kind of a whole thing that I wasn't aware of, Um, especially with, you know, I have 14,000 followers on TikTok, which I'm so grateful for, but I just can't imagine these kinds of paychecks that people with a million followers are making. It blows my mind. Another really great thing that I've learned about TikTok is I basically have like this kind of community on TikTok and it's like me and the other girl influencers on there that I'm friends with. And it makes me laugh because my mom is kind of in it. I guess you would consider them like my mutuals. All these mutuals that I'm friends with are also friends with my mom on the app, which I think is just so cute. And it kind of makes it a fun thing that we can do together. But, you know, I have like this small group of creators that we make sure to always, you know, hype each other's post up and give it good advice. And I'm actually getting to meet one of like my really good friends through TikTok over Christmas break in Nashville, which I'm so excited about. But it's kind of like a whole thing that I was so unaware of, basically just saying that like the people who have this app or whatever and influence or content create on it have like a whole friend group. And I didn't know that was a thing until I honestly like started to gain followers and then become friends with all these different content creators. Of course, these girls are my great friends and everything and I love them. But it is hard sometimes with people who I'm not friends with or, you know, I want to be friends with. I have to remind myself that, like, I'm just doing this for fun. Like, it's not my job. And especially when it comes to my mom, too, um, because I have to help her with a lot of the content. She doesn't know how to do a lot of the editing, which is fine. I'm teaching her. She's doing great, whatever. But I just have to remind myself that, like, it is something I'm doing for fun and it's not supposed to be stressful, like, I shouldn't be missing out on events or anything to stay home and edit a video. But at the same time, I do have to take a little bit of a risk um, when it comes to stuff like that, aka like missing out, because it would be fun if this could turn into a job or if I could show a company, you know, hey, I am good at doing social media and I know these algorithms because I've studied them. So yeah, basically that's my whole spill about myself. But I do want to give y'all some tips if you want to do this. So yeah, let's just jump into that. So my first big thing is just starting out. I mean, you can study all the things you want and read all the things you want about TikTok and the algorithm or whatever, but you're not going to ever really know like your followers or what content you enjoy creating until you just start posting videos and learning. I was trying to do a lot of unboxing videos and I just am not someone who is good at like opening gifts or whatever. So I realized that was like not for me. I'm more of like a scheduled plan person and you know, like TikTok dancing is also not for me. So I've never really done that either. 
of course I enjoy it and I think it's fun but you know basically what I'm saying is just start posting videos and editing videos and that's the best way to learn how to do all of it you know you could read a guide like I said but I never did that and I don't think that it would be helpful towards me because I am someone who has to like have hands-on work to learn how to do something which might be a bad personality trait but it's worked out in my favor as far as this because I feel like I know the people who follow me and what they like to see and like what I like to post which brings me to my next point if you don't like what you're posting then like there's a high chance your followers won't because people who are following you are going to be people who are similar to you that's why they followed you of course I've had plenty of opportunities to collaborate with certain brands and stuff but I just knew that like this isn't something that I would enjoy so I don't think I'm going to advertise this to my followers um which also leads me into my next point is being like really truthful and honest you know I don't show every part of my life because sometimes I think my followers would be actually concerned um but I do show a majority of it and I've cried on the app before which I feel like is kind of funny looking back at it now um but you know it's you have to be honest with your followers if you review a product and you really don't like it then like tell them um I I did a collaboration with a certain brand and I didn't like it so I was like I'm not going to post this because it's not helpful towards me and I don't want my followers to buy this and then lose trust that's a big thing is like having trust with your followers and having a good relationship. That's why I always make a point to like reply to people and make sure to answer questions. And, you know, the comments aren't always nice. Um, Especially like, you know, my mom, because I have access to her account as well. And obviously so does she because she posts her videos. But I usually try and delete the comments that are like hateful towards my mom before she sees them because yes, I'm all for constructive criticism and, you know, building a better brand for the people that follow me, but people are just mean when they're hiding behind a screen and if there's one hate comment, there's going to be a million because it's just how that works. Like there's always going to be two type of people and The first kind of person is the one who comments that first hate comment. And the second kind of person is the one who would never comment a hate comment unless the first comment person did, if that makes sense. Like, they feel like it's justifiable that they can hate because someone else is. So I always just delete those. Um, it, It just, it's not worth my energy either. Clearly, that's how they feel about reflecting themselves, which is fine. But... It makes me so sad when my mom gets hate comments because, like, my mom really is, like, exactly what she shows on social media and she is so sweet. It's not like she's posting videos with heavily opinionated, you know, things or she's just posting, like, her baking cute cupcakes or something. Anyway, I did want to say also along the whole, like, hate comment is people will say stuff to you in person and they'll be rude about it. I got a lot of rude comments when I came home, like my first Christmas or Thanksgiving break after posting like Thanksgiving videos, whatever. And people were like, you don't actually do that. I'm like, yes, I do. Not all of us sleep in until 11 p.m. every day or I guess 11 a.m., whatever. Um, but people are like, well, am I going to be in your vlog? I'm like, no, like you're you're not interesting for that. So 
don't worry about it. Um, and I'm not even trying to be mean. It just was obviously very annoying because people didn't almost believe that I was like passionate about it and like how much hard work went into it. So they would poke fun at it. Um, because I, I'm not trying to be that person. I know that like, it's just for something for fun, whatever, like, but a lot of editing does go into it. And, you know, when a video doesn't turn out exactly how you want it, it can be frustrating. And then for people to say stuff in person or hate comment, it's kind of like draining. Um, that's why I kind of have to pull myself away a lot of the times and just delete comments or just ignore people, which is something to really take into account whenever you start or want to do this journey. Um, I feel like I sound like an MLM person being like, whenever you join this sister club and you're joining our journey, but no, I'm not actually trying to sound like that. Like I enjoy it and it's fun. And I would definitely have to say that the pros of all of it, like having the cute friend group and like being able to have friends through the app and meet them in real life and blah, 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 is a huge perk of all of it. And it, it definitely outweighs like people commenting on my video. Last night, someone commented on one of my videos saying, it's the bath mat for me because my bath mat was messed up in a literal two second clip. And I just deleted it because I was like, okay, like, I'm sorry that you're perfect, whatever. Obviously, I do get butt hurt, but like, I just don't reply. But like I was saying, back to my main point, obviously, I do get distracted fairly easily. You need to just create content if you want to start. It's not going to happen overnight. You know, a lot of people refer to Charlie D'Amelio, whatever. Like, yeah, that happened overnight. But that is also just like unheard of. You actually have to put in hard work and do things in order to build a loyal following. Um, I feel like Charlie's different because she has so many young followers. I don't attract, I feel like, a ton of young young followers so it's a little different um basically looking at other people's stats as well a lot of people will have like 50,000 followers but only get like 100 likes per video and I think with me being so consistent with my content and my followers and what they like has helped me because I know I can get one like for every 10 views so if I have a video with 50,000 views I'll get 500 likes Whereas some content creators will have 200 for 50,000 views um, just because they're not consistent. It's important. I know I sound like I'm just rehashing or revisiting everything I say, but like it is so important to learn who is following you and what they like and being consistent with it. It's like so huge. I love every part that of TikTok and I love content creating. I'm trying to get more into Instagram. I don't know if people have been able to tell recently, but it is a little hard because my personal Instagram, I have people following me who I don't necessarily like need seeing all of my stuff. Like, and I don't really want to create a new account because I feel like I already have a lot of like loyal people on my normal account. So I'm trying to figure out like a happy medium there or like what I need to do, I guess you could say. But basically to like wrap everything up because I don't want to just sound like I'm, like I said, repeating myself. But 
find your happy medium and create content that makes you happy if you want to get into it. And if you're just someone who likes to watch other content creators, really make sure you interact with them and let them know what you want and what you like in a nice, respectful way, of course, because they really are there to build relationships and make their followers happy. And when they have positive reviews, it's like a good thing for them. And it makes it kind of feel worth it because there are a lot of cons, like I mentioned. Um, Of course, always comment on my stuff and tell me what I can fix or what y'all want to see because I love, you know, making other people want to watch my stuff and what they find interesting because really I just record what happens in my day-to-day life and other people find it interesting, I guess. But please reach out. If you want to talk, as always, I'm always here. I respond to all my Instagram DMs and love talking to y'all and making friendships with y'all and so many other things. So thank you guys seriously so much for listening in today. And I want to bring up the Spotify rap thing again. Thank y'all for listening and making one of my dreams come true. I was looking back at one of my journals from quarantine in 2020 and basically I've completed a lot of my goals and made other people happy through it and I'm I'm really happy with everything that I'm doing right now so I hope y'all are too I really appreciate you guys supporting me through everything and also I can't wait to catch up next week as always I'm your host Grace Brown and thanks for being candid with me